Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 307 of Selling the Couch. Today's a solo session, and so it's just going to be yours truly. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. And uh, I was trying to figure out what topic to talk about for today. And podcasts have been on my mind recently because STC, actually, we passed a, a really big milestone here at the beginning of this month, rather, which is seven years of podcasting, which is kind of crazy. I was re- looking at some stats, and they said that three out of four new podcasts actually die after seven episodes. And I remember starting STC, and actually, a colleague, I think they meant well, you know, basically told me, like, Mel, how long do you think you can actually keep this going? Aren't you going to like run out of topics eventually? And they were, I I mean, I think that was a fear that I had. Like, would I, how long can I keep this going? I mean, you know, back when podcasts, when I started this, like, I feel like it's going to sound like I'm a dinosaur or something. But back in the day when I was, you know, starting this podcast back in 2015, right? Like podcasts were so new and some of them, everything down from the software that's available to the significant financial investment that's being made into this space that was just starting in 2015. And so I was scared on multiple levels. And then honestly, like from an energy perspective, I was really scared as well. I'm naturally more introverted, although I feel like as I get older, I'm probably more of a, I think it's amnivert is the term. And I, yeah, I feel like podcasting does not come easily to me. Uh, especially in the initial stages. And actually what I wanted to do today was just share five tips that have been just so helpful for me to actually keep the podcast going. Because the the thing of podcasting is, and most people, I didn't know this, and most people don't tell you this, which is you have to have like a, a decent amount of podcast episodes to really hit that like hockey stick growth of podcasts. For me, like 
I had like steady growth from like zero to 50 episodes, 50 to 100, it was a little bit more. But I think it's when we started getting, I would say like maybe like 125-ish episodes when we really started like having that growth. And for me, honestly, I didn't have like crazy growth. It's honestly just been slow and steady over time. Nothing really fancy. Uh, As I record this, we currently average, I would say, anywhere between 21 and 26,000 downloads in a given month. And so, but it honestly, like the first months, I I think I had nine downloads the first day. I think I had about 90, 90-ish maybe in the first month, maybe a little bit more than that. And so it's just been slow and steady. And I, uh, so the first tip that I, I would just share with you is focus on building systems initially versus releasing a bunch of episodes. Now, I know this probably sounds completely counterintuitive because most people are like, well, you got to release a whole bunch of episodes. And the more episodes that you, that you have, the more your download numbers will increase. All of that's true, right? But what I realized is trying to release a whole bunch of mass episodes makes it really hard to sustain it. And what I would instead do is I would focus on a couple of things. One is I would notice your energy levels when you speak about certain topics and really hone in on topics that really energize you and that light you up. And then the second sort of practical thing I would share is set up a space, whether it's in your home office, in your in your office, or just wherever, where you can easily podcast. This was actually one of the biggest barriers that I had initially, because we had this table set out, but then anytime that I wanted to record a podcast, I would have to go grab my mic, I would have to plug everything in, I would have to set up, and, you know, in the initial days of STC, it was, at, you know, like I didn't have a table, so I just had like one of those TV dinner stands. And so I would have to go grab our TV dinner stand put some books up on it. And honestly, that was the TV because we had just moved into our house. So I, uh, I would use the TV dinner stand for like working on the blog when I was just not doing podcasts and then also do podcasts as well. And so the, the thing I would sort of say is if you can ideally just set up a space to start podcasting where literally in two to three minutes you can start recording it will make it a lot easier. Now, I've done a couple of practical stuff. I've shared some of these pictures on social media, but one really practical thing is I've done is I've clamped my mics to my desk so that using a mic arm, and the one that I use is the Rode PSA-1. And uh, Rode PSA-1, and the really cool thing about this mic is that you can clamp it to your desk and then you can just kind of swing it in, in and out of the way as you need it. So I actually have two of these mic arms on my uh, on my desk. So one is for the mic that I use for the podcast, which is the Shure SM7B, which is what you're listening to now. And then if I if you ever see me on videos or anything like that, I actually use a completely different mic, which I don't use for podcasts, which is the Sennheiser MKH416. And I and the practical convenience of that is you can just swing things in and out and you don't have to like set up the whole thing all over again. And then The other thing I would just sort of recommend in terms of like setting up your systems is really note the formats of podcasting that energize you versus drain you. So for example, I can do these solo episodes, but I can usually do one max to a month. I really enjoy podcast interviews as well, but I also can't do too many of those. I really enjoy like 
what I'm realizing is, especially in areas that I have expertise in, for me, that's podcasting and online courses. I love doing like coaching calls. Like I find those like super exciting. I love being able to like think through that. And let me tell you, when I first first starting STC, there is no way I would have done a coaching call. Like it would have been way too much pressure. I would have felt so much anxiety about, you know, my gosh, like let me make sure this mic is working and all of that kind of stuff. So the big thing I just wanted to share in that is like be open and and be open that you may start in one format and you can sort of move and morph to another format. So as I'm recording this, the format that we generally follow is week one and week three uh, on this podcast. I usually do interviews. Week twos tend to be coaching calls. And then week four and tends to be solo episodes, right? And I'm a big fan of like studying intent behind each of those. So the interviews for me, it's about providing value. It's also about like building out my professional network, getting to connect with really interesting and unique people that are doing unique stuff in the world. One of my dreams, I'm, I'm dabbling a little into this, is to, is to like uh, start to be like an early you know, funder of uh, companies and, and people doing interesting stuff, right? And that's you know, sort of the intent of week one and week three. Week two, I love doing these coaching calls. And again, they're to provide value. And then generally what we do is, you know, we offer an invitation to join one of our paid programs, right? Depending on whether it's podcast related or online course related. Then the week four tends to be solo episodes. You know, for a long time, I was kind of, and I still do this to some degree, I was speaking on stuff that I uh, just was learning about. You know, I have like dedicated learning times every day and stuff that I like nerd out about. So it could be productivity, it could be like habits, it could be business related kind of topics, it could be a book that I read, right? And what's been in, and, and I really love doing those. But this year, I've really tried to just embrace like repurposing content. So these recent solo episodes have been Twitter threads that I, wrote earlier uh, that were already published. And now I just sort of take the ideas in that Twitter thread and expand upon them for a podcast episode. Because I don't know, some somebody recently, you know, told me like, Mel, you realize with social media, even if you have X amount of followers, only a certain percentage of those followers see that content. And then also, it's just, it's not like, it's not seen as like some negative thing to like repurpose content. It's actually seen as a smart thing. So that was like really liberating for me. So the second point I would say is block out in order to maintain sustainability for your podcast is to block out months that you will not podcast. This way you don't drop the podcast when life gets a little bit crazy. For example, those of us that are parents, maybe with kiddos home from school, or there's like, you know, hopefully we're emerging out of this and not having too many more of these, but there's ever a situation where school gets shut down because, you know, rates are extremely high or something like that, right? That we're not sort of working, we're not, you know, we're not dropping the podcast at that point. What I generally do, and I'll share what my schedule currently is. So I do January, February, March is when I release new episodes. Then I take a break in April. Then I do May, June, July. I take a break in August. Then I do September and October, and I take a break in November and December. Now, all of that to say, starting the next year, this schedule is completely changing because our little one is starting preschool and is going to be in school. So it means like summer vacation and stuff like that. And so I've been like really thinking like, do 
I really want to record podcast episodes in the middle of summer vacation when kiddo is home and all of that stuff. And I'm like, ah, that's probably going to be a little bit challenging. And so uh, allow the fact that your podcast schedule may change, but I would definitely say block out months where you're not going to podcast because the other advantage of this is that by doing that on off months, you could technically record for the next season. So then you're actually having multiple months where you may not even have to release or may not even have to record new content. Also, this is just something that I learned is uh, related to systems, right? So sponsors, interview services, bigger guests look for podcasts that are consistent. So like you really want to create a system that will get you up to 100 to 150 episodes. Because, you know, for me, there's like, I see it sort of as the four stages of podcast growth. And you'll see a graphic I I actually drew out a fancy graphic on the Twitter thread itself. But there's, you know, for me, there's like four stages of podcast growth. One is the experimenting stage. The second is sort of the blade months. The third, um, and these blade months are the months where you just sort of creating content, you see sort of steady growth, but it's not like anything exceptional. And then the third is the inflection point. So this is where you hit that point where you've released enough episodes where people are every time like, you know, uh, somebody comes on, they're like now listening to like multiple episodes. So your download numbers are starting to like really shoot up. And then there's like the surge months, right? I feel like right now I'm probably between a three and a four uh, between the inflection point and the surge. So I'm like really curious and excited to see what all of this is going to look like. The third point I would just share is think about monetization and making money from your podcast before you actually launch. Now, for most of us that are starting podcasts, right, we feel really passionate about a certain topic and we're like, man, I got to like, I have a lot of things to say on uh, related to this topic. And I just want to like share with other people. But what I found is like passion is a great initial fuel, but it's not a fuel that can sustain a podcast in the long term. So what I would suggest is brainstorm ways at at the beginning, brainstorm some ways that you can make money besides sponsors. Now sponsors, and the reason I say besides sponsors are I'm a big fan of like, you don't want to be dependent upon another company in order to fund your podcast. And you want to almost see it more as like extra and sort of, uh, but not like the primary thing. This Twitter thread links to another thread that I created on Twitter. It's like thread of threads, right? Like getting a little meta here. But that thread actually has some more information on exactly how I thought about monetization and some of the things that have been helpful for me as we built out STC. The fourth thing I would just mention is plan ahead. Uh, James Clear has a really good quote, which says, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. This quote has just been super helpful for me as an entrepreneur, because for me, like the entrepreneurial mind is like create, create, create. And I'm embracing this sort of CEO mindset. And this means that I have to put really good systems in place for long-term sustainability. And the same is true for our podcasts. The reality is there are lots of moving parts, whether it's reaching out to guests or you're recording the podcast or you are doing marketing for the podcast, all of these different things. A couple of things that have worked really well for me, I do a dedicated three-hour block per week for podcasting. And in fact, I've actually shifted it to two hours a week just because I realize, like once I get into the third podcast interview, it, I'm usually like drained by the end of it. So I usually do a two hour. 
And then I leave that extra hour if I just need to do any like any kind of last minute things or like what I'm doing today, which is like record a solo episode during that third hour. The other thing that's been really helpful for me in terms of systems is I reach out to the next three months of guests once per quarter. So what I used to do is I try to just go like one month ahead. But the challenge became sometimes people would like book out really far ahead. And then it just became like more of a headache. So now what I do is I like systematize reaching out to guests. So the basic process looks like I look at the calendar, I see how many Thursdays there are in the month, and then I calculate, okay, I need to reach out to X number of guests, I need to do X amount of coaching calls, I need to do X amount of solo episodes, and then I reach out. What I do is, you know, we have like a super basic, like just a survey monkey uh, survey where guests that are interested in being on the podcast can reach uh, can reach out. So I usually will reference that. Other times I'm looking on like social media, uh, I'm looking for interesting conversations that are happening that I think would be interesting to continue on on a podcast. And so I'm usually reaching out to folks like that as well. And then the third thing I do is I have my director of operations design show artwork and post to social media. I I took a lot of art classes when I was uh, growing up and art. Uh, I remember even in college, some of my most joyful moments were actually on a, on a Saturday night. Like I wasn't like a, I wasn't like into the big party scene. And looking back, like I think it just made me really uncomfortable, but I just not the way I was. But some of my most joyful moments were being in an art class and on Saturday evenings, just working in the studio, just painting. And so art, like I love art and I do photography as a hobby, all of that stuff. I love designing stuff on Canva, trying to figure out Canva, all of that. But what I realized is I'm not the best person to be doing that because it's like still too much of me working on the business. And so my director ops does it at, you know, the quality, at least 80% of the quality that I would do. Often it's more like 95% at least. And uh, I just started delegating that, you know, and this is one of the biggest things I've learned in business and especially in podcasting is try to figure out the things that you can delegate out and it just creates a model for long-term sustainability. And then the other thing I usually do is I use like one central subscribe page and I share on social. So to listen to the podcast, it, the link is sellingthecouch.com forward slash listen. And if you, if you actually go through that link, you'll go to a central page. Everything is available. Like you can listen to the podcast on whatever platform you want, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, whatever it is, it's all available. The major ones are all available there. And you just click and pick the, select, um, pick the right one. And so that makes it really, and oh, uh, here's sort of an insider trip. So I don't think this is available for Squarespace sites. Uh, but there's actually a, a piece of software called Pretty Links. And what that basically allows you to do is use your own URL, like for me selling the couch, but then I can create something customized. So I can create like a sellingthecouch.com forward slash listen that I will post on social and mention on podcast interviews. But if you actually look at the URL once it pops up, it's like, it's with my current podcast host, Captivate. It's like captivate.com forward slash blah, 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 right? I'm not going to, no one's going to remember that if I say that on a podcast episode. The sort of, the fifth thing and the, and the final thing I would just say is uh, hire a podcast editor. Uh, most of us start podcasts to share our knowledge, not become better editors. So I would suggest 
in all humility, leaving the editing to the experts. It's also a reason why I think it's also wiser to start a podcast only when you have a business that's actually making money and that you have some leeway in terms of being able to hire out editors. Because the reality is editing is what takes, if you sort of look at the bigger picture, editing is usually the thing that takes the most time when it comes to podcasting. I remember I tried to edit like the first 13 episodes of this podcast, and honestly, I was a pretty bad editor. And it would just take me hours, like I think some of the initial ones maybe it took me like five to seven hours for, you know, just like a 25 minute conversation. One, I was trying to figure out what in the world, how to operate like GarageBand and stuff. But two, like, it's just what I notice is if we end up editing our own stuff, a lot of times like perfectionism kind of kicks in and we would like, I would want to cut out every um and ah and all of those different things. And so when you record an episode and then you're spending like hours and hours trying to edit this thing and then you got to still create artwork and all that stuff, it's a formula for burnout. And I honestly was a super amateur editor by the end of that still. And uh, it really didn't seem to make uh, make a world of difference at all. So I hope that these tips are helpful. So again, the five are focus on systems initially versus mass releasing episodes. Second is block out months where you will not podcast. Third is have a monetization plan before launching. Four is plan ahead with episodes. And five is hire an editor. And if you are a therapist and you're specifically looking for help launching your podcast, uh, we have a couple of, I have a free resource for you and then I have a, a paid offering as well. So the free resource is a free podcasting workshop. This is basically all of the lessons a lot of lessons that we learned over the span of uh, all of these years as we've now released over 300 episodes. We just passed uh, 1.2 million downloads, which is pretty crazy. Uh, You can download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. And it's actually an evergreen workshop, so it's completely free. And you can sign up at a date and a time that works for your schedule. And then if you are wanting to take that next level support, if you're like, Mel, I'm in, we actually have the Healthcasters podcasting course. This is specifically designed for therapists that want to launch a podcast in order to grow their influence and grow their business. You can learn more about that course over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash join the Healthcasters. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. A great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.
So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.